Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. We're recommending... Harry Potter to our listeners. That's right. As of this last weekend, Harry Potter is now available on audible.com. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. You're going to sign up for a 30 day free trial. And once you do that, you'll have a credit for a free audiobook. And that book can be any Harry Potter book that you want. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. One way or another, this war's gonna come to an end. There's only one thing you could do now to add more fire to this rebellion. We all have one enemy. He corrupts everyone and everything. He turns the best of us against each other. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 76 Hunger Games. You're listening to Bookmarked, the Young Adult Book Podcast brought to you by Bookstacked.com. This is episode 9, and episode 9 is all about Mockingjay Part 2. It's over, and we have a lot to say about it. We've got all that and more coming up in just a few minutes, so stay with us. On the website, we have been totally, ridiculously excited for this movie. Uh, we've done so many things, written so many articles in preparation. And so, yeah, now we're finally all here. We've all seen the movie, and we're going to get to talk about it. So before we really delve into the conversation, let's introduce everybody on our panel. First, we have Addie. Hey, guys. Everybody should know Addie if they're listening to this, or if they've already listened to the other episodes, because she's been pretty consistent. I think she's been on it. 90% of the time. Has there been an episode where you haven't been on? I think there might have been, like, one or two, and I think that was, like, the Scorch Trials and the Fifth Wave. Oh, it was the Fifth Wave. We didn't actually end up doing the Scorch Trials one, so... so I think uh, I've been like, I'm, like, 90, I'm like here for, like, 90% of the time. Yeah, so, okay, yeah, I think you weren't there for the Fifth Wave one, but, yeah, otherwise you've been here, so uh, good to have you back, of course. Um, we also have another familiar face, Ariana. Hey, Ariana was on the last one then, because the last one was the fifth wave, wasn't it? No, the last one was Allegiant. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk about Allegiant right now, but we're not <laughs> going to. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, good to have you back. And then finally, we have a newcomer, Christy. 
Hey guys. So Christy is one of our newer writers on Bookstacked. I think she's been writing now for Bookstacked for like two or three months. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think it came in like September. So, yep. Yeah. And she's awesome, and we're really excited to have her here with us today. Um, why don't you just take like I don't know a minute to introduce yourself, let everybody know who you are, where you're from, maybe what your favorite book is. I don't know something <laughs> fun like that. Okay, let's see. Um, I've been a book blogger for about a year now. I like reading. I read about pretty much everything in the young adult genre. Um, currently reading the Lunar Chronicles right now, finishing winter, and I really like it. So, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. Awesome. Well, like we said, we're really happy to have you here. And uh, you mentioned that you have a book blog. Um, why, if you want, you can go ahead and let everybody know where to find it so they can go and check out some of your reviews. Yeah, it's simply Nicolette, and you spell Nicolette, N-I-C-O-L-L-E-T-T-E dot com. And it's a great site. Like, I remember when she sent in her application to join us, I checked out the website, and I was just like, ah, she's awesome. So (laughs) we're really happy to have you with us here today. Thanks. So uh, we're not going to do any news. We're not going to go over... uh, There's been a ton of news since we last recorded. Uh, Like I said, Allegiant (laughs) is one of the bigger ones. Uh, But we're going to go ahead and we're just going to dive straight into uh, the movie discussion. And we're going to go ahead and do a sort of quick run through everybody and just, did you like the movie, yes or no? Um, And maybe also let us know if you liked the book as well, because I feel like that's that applies to this discussion. So why don't we start with you, Addie? What did you really quickly think about the movie? I thought it was a great adaptation, out of like the best one out of all the books. I also really loved the books, and I thought it was really well done. Um, I agree. Um, absolutely loved the movie. I think it was just so close to the book. I even, like, when they just said lines straight out of the book, and I am so happy. Um, yeah, I think it was the best out of the series, I think. Great. Christy, what about you? Yeah, I love the movie, and I love the book. They did a really good job at doing the book justice with the final movie. Awesome. Um, for me, you guys are probably going to murder me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I have super mixed feelings about it. I definitely didn't hate it. Um, the book wasn't my favorite, so I think it has a lot to do with that. But we all get into all that, I think, throughout the discussion. But I I thought it was a good movie. Uh, I don't think it was my favorite of the Hunger Games films. But anyway, let's start start getting into specifics. Uh, What was it specifically that you guys liked about it? Like, what's one thing, and then maybe we can discuss that. Just, like, the acting and... um... Yeah, just everything, basically. I loved it. No, I just can't think of any, like, one thing in specific. Well, we I can start there. That. We can start there with the acting, because uh, later we were going to talk about some of the actors. But why not start there? Um, I definitely agree. I thought the acting was great. And there was, like, one actor in particular who I thought was fantastic, and that was Josh Hutcherson. Yes. He yeah. was so good. Yeah. Because in um, the other movies, I don't know, Peter's just kind of very, he's not shallow in any way, but he's just very vanilla, 
I don't know. He's just like the really nice guy, and he's always there. But in this movie, he's very, very complex. And I thought that Josh Hutcherson did a fantastic job really showing like the the pain that Peter goes through. What did you guys think about him? Yeah, I definitely agree. He did a really good job. Because, like, you know, in the books, we get to read all the emotions that Katniss sees in him, and I think he did a really good job at, like, portraying that on screen. So. I thought he did He did really... I think he did great. I remember him in an interview saying that he was so excited to play, you know, you know, hijacked Peter because it's something he's never done before. And I thought, like... um he played it off really well, like especially in that part of the movie with uh, the guns uh, when they're uh, with the pod and he has like this trigger and he's trying to control himself. I thought that was like such like a great mo- like like piece of acting right there. It shows like his internal struggle to like to keep control, but also like he's sort of like losing it at the same time. But it was really well done. That's the exact scene that I was thinking about too, um, where he's just banging his head against like the gun. Yeah, I don't know. That was just, like, really good, and you just really felt for him. No, definitely. I totally agree there. What about, were there any other actors who really stood out to you guys? Eldon, who's the actor who plays um, Pollux, the Avox. I thought, I mean, he had, like, such... I mean, he wasn't, like, a big character in any way, but just, like, the, the small moments where you see him, like, where he goes into the tunnel, he's sort of, like, having, like, a little panic attack because of his past... Or, you know, like, that scene when they're in Tigress's shop, and he just, like, kind of, like, breaks down. I thought he was, like, a bit of a scene stealer in some moments. I thought that was really good. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. And especially the fact that he doesn't talk, you know? So everything that he does is just very visual, and the fact that he could tap into that that pain. I definitely agree. It was very good. Uh, the, The other one that I thought who I'd loved, I've loved throughout the entire series is, uh, I hope I'm saying his name right, Donald Sutherland? Sutherland? Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did I say it correctly? I'm pretty sure. Donald I should have looked up the name beforehand. <laughs> um, but President Snow, basically. Um, I really wanted more of him in the movie. I'm glad they added a couple of extra scenes with him, but like, I thought he was really good, especially at the execution. It's just very chilling, and, mm-hmm. and uh, I liked it a lot. Uh, I was going to uh, say um, Julianne Moore as President Coyne. We kind of see, uh, you know, the transition of Coyne's character from, like, you know, this, you know, she's kind of, like, she starts off with good intentions of trying to, like, free, you know, the districts from Snow's tyranny, but then sort of, like, somewhere along the lines morphs into, like, a power-hungry character. And I like the fact that, you know, in the book, it kind of goes from, like, she's she has good intentions, but then she just goes evil. But throughout the book, like, throughout the films, we see her, like, taking credit for Katniss's ideas and um, just trying to, like, manipulate everything, to like, into her favor so that she comes out victorious. I thought that was a really good, um, I thought that was just really good acting. It's, it, it doesn't, it's not like, okay, Mockingjay Part 1, she's fine, but then she's evil. Like, we get no explanation in between. I like the fact that they did put in some sort of transitionary, like, scenes in the movie. Yeah, I agree. The point where the execution, again, um, where she's got, like, her arms outstretched and stuff, and she's like, may your arrow be whatever she says. True as your heart is pure. Yeah. Don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up seeing it uh, twice, because 
I was like, I don't know how I feel, so I'm going to go watch it again. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I liked that part, and uh, she was really good. Again, she's another character I wish we would have seen more of. Um, she doesn't show up enough for me, because I think she is fantastic. Um, so that's just one of my <laughs> little gripes about the movie. But yeah, uh, Julianne Moore, I think she was perfect, perfect casting choice uh, for President Coyne. Yeah. So you guys said that I think all of you said that you liked the book. So how did it compare to the book? Was it is like is the book better or is the movie better or are they just the same? What did you guys think about that? I haven't read the book in a while, but I do like it more than the movie just because I felt like there were a few scenes that they did leave out in the movie that I really wanted to see, but um and that added more to the emotion in the book. Yeah, so I, I still like the book better. I think I, uh, I like well for me it's hard to compare the book to the movie and vice versa, but I think they're kind of like on the same level in a different kind of way. Like the book, I mean, I remember watching the movie the first time and expecting a different outcome, but it was only because in the movie they switched scenes around or sequences around, which kept me like on my toes. So I like that about the movie, because if I mean I knew it was going to happen, I just didn't know how it was going to happen. So I mean I think they're like the same, but just on different kind of levels. If that makes any sense. I think I think I get what you're saying. Hope everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I mean I think you're saying that like yeah they're the same like I mean they're the they're almost identical um, story wise and everything. Uh, but they're just different mediums, so they've kind of got, like, a different feeling to them. Yeah. yeah. I almost felt like they were the same for me because, I don't know, I thought the acting was so good that all the emotions we saw or we read in the book we saw with them acting. So I thought it was not the same for me. I mean, I guess I wanted a little bit more at the end but in the movie, but still felt satisfying to me, so... Yeah, I felt like, I think I'm with, with you two. There, I felt like, especially part two, was almost an exact copy of um, of the book. And I read, I reread half of the book a couple hours before I went and saw the movie. Um, and then in prep, mostly in preparation to write the differences article on Bookstack. And there really weren't many differences at all. Like in the article I wrote too, like I had to get nitpicky about certain things. Um, like Boggs died about five minutes earlier than he should have. Just something stupid like that, you know? Um, but for the most part, it was exactly like the book. And I think for me, that's kind of where I'm like, I loved Mockingjay Part 1, mainly because they added all these awesome extra scenes with the things like um, uh, like the, the dam exploding and everything. Um, and I was kind of hoping that they were going to add a little bit more to this one. I was hoping they'd change it. Not a lot, but just like... Like, for instance, I would have loved to see the part where they actually storm into the uh, the mansion and take President Snow captive or something like that. I, I would have liked to see that. But just like in the book, Katniss blacks out, and then you don't end up seeing that. I don't know if any of that makes sense. Sorry, I just went on, like, a rant. <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Like, I also sort of had that feeling that, you know, you kind of expect the movie to be a bit different because you're sort of, like, on a roll from Mockingjay Part 1. But then... I don't know if it's disappointing or, you know, satisfying that it's that the second half of the book is like, or that Mac and Jay part two 
is nearly like verbatim of the second half of Mockingjay. So it's like you don't know whether to feel like disappointed that it's the same or happy that it's the same. It's the feeling that I got. Yeah, and that's kind of where I was. Like, I don't want any drastic changes, right? I don't want, like, the Scorch Trials or Allegiant, what Allegiant <laughs> looks like it's going to be. But um, yeah. but just, like, a few extra things, you know? Like, I would have liked to see them storm into the, 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 uh, the mansion or, I don't know, just, like, a little bit more insight. Just kind of like what we got in Mockingjay Part 1. Which kind of brings me to a point I didn't put in the doc, but I meant to ask you guys. Did you guys feel like they should have split? Now that we've seen both parts, do you feel like they should have split the movies or the book into two movies, or should they have done it in one movie? No, I I like the fact that they did split it into two movies. And I was reading something earlier this morning um, where Nina Jacobson says that, you know, the movie wouldn't have been the same in regards to, like, for example, like PETA's hijacking and PETA getting better. Like, uh, like, sort of like rehabbing. Like, how would you do that in just like in, in like a two-hour span? So she's a, so she. I think she went on to explain that you know, like, it, it was a, like a positive for like the, for Peta's storyline that you know he had like all these uh, events to go through over like a like a like a set like period of time to like, get better. Because she's all. I mean, I don't think it would have been the same if they had just done it in one movie. Yeah, I agree. I'm happy that they ended up splitting it in two. Just because we get more out of the movies than we would have if they just put it in one. So, yeah. yeah. I like, see, I like, see, this is where I'm so mixed. I can't even, like, figure out what I feel. Because, like, I agree, and then there are, like, other things that make me, like, not agree. Because I loved part one. Because had they kept it in one movie, we probably wouldn't have gotten the scene with the dam, right? Like more than likely that would have been cut. Like that that wouldn't have ever existed. Um, but then there were like certain parts in the new one that just felt like a little too long, and I felt like they could have cut it down a little bit. But then at the same time, I felt like there were parts I wish they would have like shown more of as well. Like um, I felt the execution scene was just I loved it so much, and I didn't want it to end. <laughs> and it was just like I just wanted more out of it. I don't know, but I don't know what more you could add to it. So see, I'm just like being ridiculous. I don't even know how to handle this movie. It's totally destroyed my mind. <laughs> Go watch it a third time. Maybe you'll figure it out. <laughs> I know. Uh, um, but speaking of the execution, for me, that was my favorite scene in the entire movie. Um, I just loved the way it was executed. No pun intended. <laughs> um, and loved the the drums and just like that callback to the beginning of the games, but this time it's the end of of everything. And um, so that was my favorite scene. What were some of the best scenes that stuck out in your guys' mind? That scene was my favorite as well. Um, that and the epilogue I loved so much. And um, they were both just done so well. And the um, execution scene I loved when she was just uh, walking down and the drums were playing and uh, the people were following her and it was just great and the epilogue scene made me cry it was really really good and I loved like it was basically straight from the book too just as everything else in the movie yeah, well that final line comes straight it, it is the last uh, sentence or yeah. couple sentences in the book itself so that, yeah right. definitely 
I think that I think that was like legitimately it's like verbatim straight out of the book. Yeah, it was. They just had to change a few things because when Katniss is saying those lines, she's talking to the reader. Yeah. And she's not talking to the baby, so they just like just tweaked a couple little things to make it dialogue. But it was yeah, it was verbatim from the book. Mhm. Yeah. Well, for me, um, the execution scene when Katniss just goes for coin. And the way coin falls, I thought it was a bit cheesy. Like I almost want <laughs> to start laughing. I'm like, this is so bad. Like it with was, her arms outstretched and everything. Yeah, and then like the way, and then she falls, and like the way she just ends up is very poised. I thought it was really like cheesy, but in a kind of like good way. I don't know. That was like the like the for me that I think that was the worst scene, even though it wasn't that bad. It was dramatic. I think it was overly dramatic. That's probably the word for it. Coin's such a drama queen. Even her death had to be like super (laughs) over the top. I don't know. What about you, Christy? Were you going to say something? Um, I just liked all the serious scenes, I guess. Like, especially after, you know, that big action scene where Finnick dies and stuff like that. And, um, when PETA is talking Katniss down and, you know, he says that, you know, telling her all those deaths will matter when she kills President Snow. And I just really like that scene. I liked all the serious scenes between PETA and Katniss. No, those were really good. And see, that's one of the, that's one of those things that probably, well, it's exactly what Addie was saying that uh, Nina Jacobson, is that her last name? Yes. Um, what, what she was saying, right? Cause you wouldn't get that that development with PETA as much. No, definitely. Those are really good, too. Um, what did you guys think about the parachute bomb scene? Because that is, like, the really big moment in the... Well, I mean, there are, like, two, right? There's that, and then there's the execution. Um, but that's the first one. It's really shocking. What did you guys think about that? I was just dreading it the entire time. I was just, like, not ready for it. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I was just not prepared for it. Yeah, I agree. I think I was on edge the whole movie just waiting for it to happen. So. Yeah, I think there were like two times where I felt like, because I don't think I cry that much in movies. I used to when I was little, like a little kid, but I don't anymore. Um, But there were like two times and there was that, it was, the first one was that scene when you just see the kids and they're like reaching their hands up in the air and they they want to get the parachutes, but you know what's coming. Um, the second time I went last night, I decided to pay attention to some of the audience's reactions. Um, so I kind of sat on the top, on one of the top rows, um, so I can kind of like look down and see everybody. Um, and you could definitely tell who hadn't read the book um, as yes. opposed to those who could. Yeah. Did you guys notice that in your theater at all? Did I noticed it? I went to the double feature on Wednesday, and I can't remember what scene it was. I think it might have been Finnick's death, or I honestly cannot remember what scene it was. But everybody just goes, ah, "What?" and I'm like, and I I could not help myself, and I snarkily like half whispered, "Well, you clearly did not read the books." And people <laughs> me laugh. No, for me, the one that I observed it was the the parachute bomb scene um especially like there was a a mom just like i think she was on the same row as me just down a ways and she had brought all her children with her and everything (laughs) and um 
like I noticed her especially like when that happened, she just like started crying. I wasn't like expecting like anybody to straight on like cry. I thought maybe people would like jump back shocked or something. But she was just like dying over there. And um but I did but that is what I noticed in, in a lot of the people in the theater was that a lot of people just like jumped back in shock and they kinda like looked over to their neighbor and they're just like, Wait, did that just really happen? Yeah. I think I noticed that a lot too, because there was a lot of like older couples at my theater and I could definitely tell they didn't read the book when <laughs> that happened. All right, before we move on, we just want to take a moment to remind our listeners about Audible.com. Today's episode is being brought to you by Audible.com, and when you go to www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked, you're actually going to get a free 30-day trial with a free credit to download any audiobook that you want. Audible has a huge selection with over 180,000 titles to choose from, and it works on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. I'm actually currently an Audible subscriber myself, and I can't recommend Audible enough. For our listeners, we're recommending the Harry Potter series. This last weekend, Audible was able to get all of the Harry Potter books on their website. That's right, you can listen to any of the seven Harry Potter books in audiobook format. The audiobooks are done by Jim Dale. I've listened to every single one of them. They are fantastic. Seriously, there might not be a better audiobook out there. Harry Potter audiobooks are, like, the best audiobooks ever created. And you can listen to one for free right now. Again, all you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. You'll start a free 30-day trial and you'll get a free credit to any book you want. Again, that's www.audibletrial.com slash bookstacked. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys about the lizard mutts. What did you guys think about them? I mean, I know we've gotten a glimpse of, like, a, like a super quick glimpse of them in one of the trailers, but, um, I don't, uh, I'm not going to say I was disappointed by them. I think, because I was, in the book, you know, PETA is hissing Katniss's name as the mutts are coming down the the tunnel. So I, I guess I was expecting that to be a little bit more, like, prominent rather than, like, a bit as, instead of as subdued as it was. Like, I, when they first came out, they scared the living daylights out of me. When they jumped out of the darkness, and then it just killed me. Like when when it died, that was just horrible. Right. What did you guys think about the lizard mutts? Definitely not how I pictured them to be in my in when I was reading the book. But yeah, I don't. They did scare me though. Like when they first popped up. But yeah. That was one of the things that was crazy too, because the suspense that they, um, they just really drew the suspense out in that scene, right? Because you know they're coming, and you're just waiting for it to happen, and it just won't happen. And you're just yeah. finally like, just get it over with already, you know? And I thought I really liked that scene because for that reason, because yeah, I was just like constantly ready to like jump up and scream or something. I don't know. <laughs> Were you gonna say something? Uh, they did that really well, like the drawing of the suspense, and like at first when like Katniss hears the noise and she goes out, and I'm like, "Don't do it! Don't do it! Why are you going up there? Take somebody with you! Don't do it! Don't. I'm like, drop the hollow, grab your arrows! Don't do it!" And so like that suspense was really drawn out, like well drawn out, and like I remember being, I don't usually do this when I'm in the theaters, but like I remember covering my face 
like, I want to see this, but I don't want to see this. Like, when is this going to happen? Can it happen now? Can it not happen? I remember just being, like, so, like, on tenterhooks about that scene. Oh, yeah, and last night in the, uh, when I saw it in the IMAX, I was sitting next to, like, this five-year-old kid. I don't know why his parents brought him, but he was doing the same exact thing when that happened. His older brother turned to him, and he's like, cover your eyes. And the kid's just like, this little kid, and he, like, takes his hoodie, and he, like, pulls it over his entire, like, body, and he's just, like, shivering, and they're just like, oh my gosh. But that's the other thing, too, because, like you said, she goes into, like, that little tunnel, sort of, to investigate, but that's just the beginning, right? You're expecting them to come out there, but they don't come out for another five minutes later. So that little kid, he was being, like, tortured for five minutes straight. I'm guessing he had nightmares for about... He'll have nightmares for the rest of the week. Probably. <laughs> Did you have any thoughts on the lizard mutts, uh, Ariana? Um, like everyone else said, like, they were not how I pictured them. Um, they were definitely scarier, <laughs> and I did uh, jump as well when they finally showed themselves. Um, with Finnick's death, like, I was kind of happier that they kind of changed that, because I would have preferred not to see his head ripped off. <laughs> so, but it still broke my heart and made me sob, but <sighs> I like, I sort of, I don't know. I like him, but I don't. Uh, the lizard mutts? Yeah. Is it just because they didn't look like what you thought they were going to look like? No, they were just creepy. Oh, okay. <laughs> really well, they look creepy. better than what I thought they were going to look like. I think I mentioned this before. I don't know why on earth I thought this when I read the books. I thought they were going to look like velociraptors or something like that. <laughs> I have no idea why. Well, in the book, they're described as looking like lizards, right? That's what we... Yeah. That's what we yeah. say, and they're, they're supposed to have, like, these long tails and everything. So yeah. I think Velociraptor is a decent image, like, <laughs> if you were just reading the book. so And they didn't look anything like that. You couldn't even really tell that they were lizards. Yeah, uh, like, yeah, except for, like, the, like, the up-close scenes where, like, Katniss and Peter, like, fighting them face-to-face, -face, and you, like, briefly see, like, scales. They looked really slimy, too. I don't know if they really were or not. It just looked slimy. Well, you know, all that capital toilet waste has to go somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought that was a great scene. Like, it was a fun, action-packed scene. Were there any other moments in the film that really just stood out to you? I think Katniss just losing it at Buttercup. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. That was the second scene that I cried at. <laughs> <laughs> well, I cried, like, it's good, like, all the second half of the movie, but uh, that scene just, I don't know, it was just really, like, raw and emotional. And it, because um, in the book, you know, we see that Katniss sort of goes into, like, a downward spiral in the book after Prim's death and after everything that happens. And in the movie, we don't see that. She just sort of, like, goes numb. And I think it was, like, nice to see, like, all that built-up, you know, emotion, like, repressed emotion just kind of set free. I remember being in the theater, and this mom, I don't know what in her right mind, but she brought her, like, six- and seven-year-old kids. And so after Katniss is just losing it at Buttercup and throwing all this stuff at it, these kids are, like, full-on sobbing, like, crying out loud. I'm like, why did you think this was a good idea, lady? What is up with the parents? 
clearly did not read the books. That reminds me because uh, in both times that I saw it, at, there were actually people laughing during that scene. Yes. Uh, yeah. Did you guys experience any of that? That bothers yeah. me so much. It's like this movie is not funny. I mean, if Effie's not on the screen, it's not funny. <laughs> yeah, there were people laughing in my theater too, and it made me so mad. I guess just because they laughed as soon as they saw the cat, and then they just laughed throughout the whole thing. And it made me so mad I wanted to slap them. I mean, I get, like, the first, when you first see the cat there, it's kind of funny, right? Yeah. But, like... He howls, he's, like, all ugly and goes, meow. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's almost just, like, this, like... Because, I don't know, after everything, it's like, oh, my gosh, what's in the kitchen? Oh, it's just the cat. Like, of course the cat comes back. But then after that, it gets, like, super serious, right? Yeah. And and I have to say, like, Jennifer Lawrence in that scene was fantastic. That is That might have been the most emotional moment, I think, for her. Yeah. in the entire movie, and yeah. again, that was something that I wish they had um, expanded on because, especially, I would have liked some sort of mourning immediately after Prim's death because it's just so fast, and it's like this in the book too, though, like, right? She dies, and then yeah, immediately it's like, next thing, get to point A to point B, and you don't have a time, chance to like process it. Yeah, well, I think in the book it goes from like Prim's death, and then she... It goes to Katniss being like this like hospital facility thing where she gets like skin grafts and all this stuff and she refuses like any medication so she sort of goes into a downward spiral because you know Prim's dead and there's nothing else you know to go for so I think you know that breakdown in the movie kind of like takes the, the place of you know that those long scenes in the book I think it's really well done um there's one scene like, you know, in the book where they make the scrapbook of oh, yeah. everyone. I was really disappointed that they didn't include that in the movie. It was one of my favorite scenes in the book. And it just, I don't know, I loved how they did that. And I wanted to see that in the movie, but that was the only thing that probably that disappointed me with the movie. That's the other I just read that book, like, two days ago, like I said, and I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it happens right after uh, the scene with Buttercup. Yeah. Okay. Peter and Katniss are in the kitchen, and he's reading a letter from Annie. Mm. And then, like, the picture with Annie and the baby, which kind of made me lose it again, because I'm like, oh, my God, look, Finnick's life is just going by, and he's not there. Yeah. Which <laughs> made me upset. Yeah. Um, but let's go ahead and uh, why don't we rank the movies? What do you guys... Uh, let's go down one by one. I'm really interested to know what you guys think. Um, let's start maybe with the worst to the best. So, Addie, do you want to go ahead and let us know what you think? I think the worst movie for me was the first one just because that horrible shaky cam. I had to take Dramamine, just anti-motion, anti-motion sickness medicine, before watching the movie. And then I would say, but from worst to best, I would say The Hunger Games, um, probably Mockingjay Part 1, then Catching Fire with Mockingjay Part 2 being the best for me. I would have to say the same thing. Um, the Hunger Games as uh, 
the worst. Even though I still like the movie, I just it's just not as good as the others. Um, then Mockingjay Part 1, then Catching Fire, and then Part 2. Mine would probably be Mockingjay Part 1 as the worst, and then The Hunger Games, and then Mockingjay Part 2, and then Catching Fire is my favorite. Okay. Bit different. Mine's kind of like I feel like a mix of all of you guys, is like, <laughs> if that's possible. I don't know. For me, I agree. I uh, the Hunger Games wasn't my favorite. Like it's not a bad movie, but I just felt like it was a little flat or dull. I don't know. I was expecting a lot more from it. Um, and then I think I think I'm gonna put Mockingjay Part Two after, and then Mockingjay Part One, and then Catching Fire as the best. So. I think I at least have that much figured out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, that's it, right? I mean, that's the end of... Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. That's the end of The Hunger Games, though. Yeah. What do you guys think about that? I'm sad. It's sad. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm really sad about it because um, I've been part of the fandom since day one, like, all the fan events and everything. My, I'm a big Harry Potter fan, but my mom never let me do anything Harry Potter fan related. So I feel like I missed out on all of that, and the Hunger Games was like, I actively participated in everything, from like the mall tours, to each premiere, to midnight premieres, to you know, all these things. And so, I don't know if I cried more because the, like, the series is over, and like it was like a wonderful ending, or because the entire like fandom thing is ending. It just makes mm-hmm. me really sad overall. I'm like I'm happy the way the films ended, but I'm sad the films ended. Yeah, and that's interesting that you mentioned the fandom because I think what's really going to show us—I I don't know—for me, I think what'll like be a really good measurement of how impactful the the series was is going to be how the fandom continues if it does, right? Because the Twilight fandom, I feel like, died immediately after the the movies were done. Like, you don't hear from them at all. They completely faded. Yeah. Well, I mean, I remember when the first movie came out, the fandom was so active. Like, there were, like, character mm-hmm. pages and, you know, like, like role-playing online with other characters and stuff. But, after when, but soon after, you know, like, I think right after Catching Fire, even before Catching Fire came out, everything just suddenly died. I have no idea why. And I feel like it's sort of... Everything sort of went a bit downhill after Catching Fire for some reason. I don't know why. Like, I feel like it's like a very small group of people, of fans, keeping the fandom alive. But I feel like there's still so many fans, and especially, like, I haven't seen anyone, like, write off The Hunger Games. Because, you know, like, people are like, oh, yeah, I liked Twilight when I was really young. And they're, they're always, like, trying to justify it. Like, they're embarrassed that they liked it. Um, I So, I, like, for me, that's what I'm curious to see. Is The Hunger Games going to be kind of like that? I don't personally think it will be. Yeah, I, I think um, I feel like it's really left a big imprint on... No Twilight pun intended. <laughs> on um, the... Uh, on our society and our culture, right? Because yeah, people okay. allude to the Hunger Games all the time now. It's really relevant. I think Donner's, Donald Sutherland even made a comment about it at the at a premiere for the first for Mockingjay Part One, 
about how you know it's it's you know in our generation's hands to make these changes. Something that's really relevant to what's going on uh, in our society today, though. So I don't think it's gonna die out. It's I mean it's more realistic than werewolves and vampires. So <laughs> it's just sad. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna die out either at all. Like Twilight kind of did. I didn't even when I watched Twilight, I didn't even finish watching all the movies. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess I think Hunger Games did a better job at keeping the fans interested to the point where it won't be like that. So yeah. Otherwise, I'm just kind of sad that it's all over and I don't have anything to look forward to next year. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I'm going to be really sad as well because um, I've been with this fandom for many years and it still really hasn't hit me that like nothing's going to happen next year. Um, there won't be any more premieres and experiences like that. Um, yeah, but I agree. Like, I don't think it'll die out either. Well, there Probably, like, I follow a lot of um, Hunger Games accounts on Instagram, but I think those will, us usually, like, after movies have ended, um, the accounts I follow stop posting, so I think a lot of the accounts I follow probably won't be as active anymore, but I still think there will be a fan base. No, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of setting off this chapter, you know, in a lot of our lives, it's kind of ending, I mean, it's only—it's literally only been three years since the first movie came out, but it feels like it's been so much longer than just three. I had like—I think I was—I was reading one of my articles, and I had to Google when did the the first Hunger Games film come out. I'm like, it's only been three years. It's—it's it's kind of crazy that you know so much has been done, and so much impact has been made in. Just three years. Yeah, it's true. I didn't even stop to think about that because it came out in 20, 2012. So, yeah, <laughs> that is. It's true. It's just only been three years. How did they fit four movies in three years? Right? <laughs> That's the crazy thing. Was there, a, like, did they have two movies in one year? Did I miss uh, that? No. It was March. The first one came out March, March 2012. Catching Fire came out. The next 2013, one. November. 2014 and then 2015. Okay, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's only been three years, but when you, just, when you put it out, like, lay it out, it just seems so weird. Yeah. One other thing, kind of moving toward the end here. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about your, because we've talked about the end, right? Um, there is a possibility of more Hunger Games films. I don't know if you guys have heard about this, but they're talking about possibly doing prequel or spin-off things. Mm -hmm. um, what are your thoughts on that? Would you want to see that? I would want to see a prequel about, you know, Pan Am and how it got to the point, you know, where we start off in the Hunger Games. Like, what was the world like before, you know... The Hunger Games began. What exactly was the events that led, you know, to the Dark Days, and then consequently everything we've seen in the films. 
I don't. I'm, mm. I'm I'm perfectly fine with what happened with the ending of the movies as they are. I don't want to see, you know, what happened. You know, ten years after Katniss and Peeta have their, t- their second child, and I don't want to see that. Like, I mean, yeah, I I like to see a prequel. Yeah, okay. I agree. I definitely want to see everything that led up to the first Hunger Games and all that, but I don't think I'd ever want to see anything past what we have now. Yeah, I agree like, with a prequel, or um, I would like to, like, for spinoffs, um, I would like to see um, Hamish's background or something like that. His, um, his story sounds really interesting when he was younger. And they've been talking about possibly Finnick and Hamish, I think, were the two that they were considering if they were going to do something like that. Yeah, so. I think if they were going to do a spinoff, I'd like to see, like, the lives of the victors, or like, like, Johan, like Johanna and um, Finnick and Hamish, Mags, like, their, like, stories before we meet them. Yeah. But, like, that's what I'd like to see, but not anything else. Like, with Harry Potter, I'd love to see, like, a pre- like the Marauders era, but I would not want to see a sequel to after what happened, after the seventh movie. Then don't go see the play in London. If I could ever afford to go to London. <laughs> I think concerning, like, Hunger Games spinoffs, I would only be okay with it if Suzanne Collins um, was creating the story. Otherwise, yeah. I'm really not interested. Or if they at least had the same writers as they had for uh, the past three movies, because I feel like they, they'd stay true to the characters, they wouldn't... I mean, hypothetically, if they did make a, like, a spin-off, for example, like Joanna's background, like, I feel like they would always make her, like... They would portray her like a, like a younger version of her would be like snarky, but she wouldn't be like I wear pink dresses and I'm so like bubbly and happy go lucky. I, I mean, it, it would just feel really off. Yeah, but. I get what you're saying. I think for me, a lot of my like hesitation comes with things like the theme park that they're trying to do. Um, because obviously, if Lionsgate did it, it's only for a money grab, and that bothers me. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't think that's really going to Especially considering, well, especially considering the subject matter of the of the story and everything <laughs> like I'm we're not going to talk about the theme park too much, but I'm definitely not happy about it. Um but anyway, it's just stuff like that. So I I almost kind of feel like it would be put in the same vein. But if Suzanne Collins sanctioned it and she was there um not necessarily writing, but like creating the story. Yeah. I I feel like I would be okay with it. So and like, they would have to be a good story, too. Otherwise, yeah. I don't want, like, Pirates of the Caribbean 4. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I was fine with, like, all, like the Harry Potter movies as it ended, but then, you know, they're gonna, they're making Fantastic Beasts, and, you know, and, you know, J.K.'s on board with that. And I don't know if she's, like, part of, like, the writing committee or she's still supervising, like, she was with the other films. But, I mean, unless Suzanne was doing something along those lines and... I'd be fine with it. Otherwise, I'd be like, nah. I feel like yeah. if Suzanne wasn't on board for like a spinoff or a sequel or a prequel, it would sort of what would happen is what's sort of happening with the uh, with the Divergent movies. 
going off. I feel really bad for Veronica. I feel really bad for Veronica Roth. <laughs> but um, anyway, we can have another episode talking about Divergent. <laughs> I'm sure we will have episodes talking about Divergent and stuff in the future. But um, I think that's everything for Hunger Games. Any last words? I'm just going to miss, you know, the anticipation of, you know, the new trailers and the new films and the interviews. Yeah, I agree. Definitely gonna miss all that. Yeah. And Hunger Games has been such like a huge part of our of Bookstacked too, of our website, especially like this last month. Um, if you haven't already been to Bookstacked.com recently, we have so many articles <laughs> on the Hunger Games, which um, a lot of people contributed to. Um, I know like Christy wrote some, and Addie wrote a lot, and I have wrote some as well, and. Definitely go check those out if you have a chance um, on bookstack.com. We've got a ton of stuff. Um, we've even been hosting our own young adult book, Hunger Games, on Twitter, which has been a lot of fun. I think um, last I checked, Hermione Granger was in the lead. So, uh, But right now she's, like, battling monkeys. <laughs> <laughs> and so if she doesn't, I don't know, if she doesn't get out of that, she'll probably die. By the time this episode is released, we'll know who wins. But that was a lot of fun too. And so I'm definitely gonna miss like that bit of, um, that aspect of it. The Hunger Games was just a lot of fun to cover, and we don't really get to cover it anymore now that it's over. So, um, very last question I wanted to ask is, what's next? Do you guys, what what would you guys think is the next big thing? Right? Because we had Harry Potter, Twilight, Hunger Games. Do you guys see anything stepping into Hunger Games shoes from here? Uh, I I would have said Divergent, but that has clearly changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I I mean, I haven't read, you know, the Maze Runner series, but um, I want to say The Fifth Wave. I haven't read those books either, but the um, I saw the trailer yesterday, and it just got me really hyped up again. And I'm like, this, I mean... It is going along all like the sci-fi storylines that ha- that have become a trend lately, but I think that's the next big one. Okay. I'd have to agree. Um, I don't have very high expectations, but I would be happy if it did become like the next big movie franchise. Um, I was also thinking maybe uh, an Ember in the Ashes when that. Um, comes out, I'm thinking, because it's really big in the book world right now. Definitely. What about you, Christy? Any thoughts? Uh, Well, I hope it's The Fifth Wave, just because I'm a huge fan of the books, so I'm really excited, so I really hope it does well, and I hope it lives up to how good the book was, and yeah, I love that Chloe Moratz is playing in the movie. So she has a pretty big fan base, so hopefully that attracts people to see the movie. Definitely. Yeah, I feel like like um, what Addie said, I would have said Divergent at one point, but I feel like um, Divergent's still big, and I think no matter what, it's still going to bring in a lot of people, and we're definitely still going to be covering it on the site. But um, I feel like a lot of that momentum it had has faded. And then uh, otherwise I would say The Fifth Wave... The only thing that that I'm hesitant about there is, I mean, I want it to be because I really liked, especially the first book. Um, 
But I think it's really going to depend on whether or not the movie itself is successful. Because as far as I'm aware, I haven't heard anything about them doing Infinite Sea. Um, and I don't think we will unless the movie brings in a lot of attention and money. I don't know if it's going to happen. So hopefully we're going to see, because Hunger Games season is over now. Um, the fifth wave is the next big thing, I think. So to come up in like the schedule at least. Yeah, I was, I was also going to say, um, well, not movie-wise, but like as a fan base, um, the Shadowhunters. Mm-hmm. That, now that's coming up in January on Freeform, formerly <laughs> ABC Family. Sounds so odd. I think that might be the next big thing, just depending on how. I don't know. I think that has the potential to become the next big thing. Well, that's really interesting, too, because it does come out the same month as... Because uh, Fifth Wave is January, I'm pretty sure. I think it's March. So, East or am January. I wrong? Is it January? January six, I think yeah. it's like the 16th, isn't it? It's probably the same week I think they come out. Yeah, they're really close to each other, so that's going to be really interesting. Um, yeah, really interesting to see like which one takes a lot of the attention, or most of the attention, yeah. Um, otherwise, I feel like... So yeah, I want the Fifth Wave to do well. Um, I think we're going to find out. I think we'll have a good indication of it in January. Um, otherwise, I feel like the big potentials are what what you said, Ariana, Ember in the Ashes. Um, but also, I think Red Queen has a lot going for it as well. Yeah. So And especially, um, last I heard, Elizabeth Banks was looking into Red Queen to direct mm-hmm. it. If that were the case... Um, I think it'd be a good movie. I think that would be her second movie she's directed. So I feel like that would bring, for that reason alone, she would bring in a lot of people. Yeah. So. And I saw, I know that uh, Victoria Aviar, who's the author, does like a lot of promo stuff on her own. Like on Tumblr, she's constantly just reblogging like fans, like fan edits and answering questions and just always being super active on Tumblr a lot of the time. I think she's like I think she's doing her own promo really really well. No, she's very no yeah she is very active. She tweets all the time. She likes to tweet a lot during the presidential debates. Yes, I'm always <laughs> retweeting her. <laughs> but um yeah she's Sabata here. I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She's pretty active I think as well on Twitter. Um, yeah. So yeah I think. Those two are ones to keep our eyes on. Um, I read both of them, and I liked them. I didn't feel the same way I felt about, like, Hunger Games um, about them, but they are good. And so, yeah, I guess we'll see what fills in this void <laughs> that the Hunger Games has left uh, in us. So, um, I think we're going to close there. Um, otherwise, please do subscribe to us on iTunes or any other podcast catcher that you use. Uh, you can send us feedback or comments or anything on our website. It's bookmarkedshow.com, and there's, like, a feedback form there, and you can just type in something, and if it's really cool, we might even read it on the on the show. Um, there's also a dance party going on there, so you can click that link and enjoy yourself, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys have gone to the website and clicked that I link. But... I didn't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just bookmarkedshow.com. Click the link that says dance party and uh, there'll be a little surprise there for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's it. So we're probably going to wrap up there. 
thanks for being here with us. I don't know when our next episode is going to be, but probably hopefully really soon. So we'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.